Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. I'm so glad that you joined me for another episode of the Truth Seekers podcast. I hope you're doing well, and I am excited to continue to learn about what happens to the Israelites. We've been following the Israelites for a long time, and if you've been listening, you know we last left the Israelites in a foreign land. The Babylonians had invaded Jerusalem and taken the southern kingdom of Judah captive. The captives had been brought to the land of Babylon, and among those captives were four young men. We've been learning about those four young men, specifically one young man named Daniel. The years went by. And more years went by, and the Israelites might have been tempted to think that God had forgotten them in this foreign, pagan land. But we know, as we watched God appear in the fire next to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we know, as we watched God shut the mouths of the lions in the lion's den where Daniel had been thrown, we know that God had not forgotten his chosen people. He was with them in it all. He was right there with them in the fire and in the lion's den and in this pagan foreign land. God still had a plan. You see, God had given them a promise. And what have we learned about God's promises? We learned that God never breaks a promise. Do you remember another word for promise? Can you remember that word? It starts with a C. A long time ago, God met with Abraham. Do you remember that episode where God met with Abraham and he made a promise to Abraham? But what was that word that we said God made with Abraham? If you said covenant, then you are correct. In Genesis chapter 12, God appeared to Abraham and he said, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. God had made a covenant with Abraham to make him into a great nation and that that nation, the Israelites would be a blessing. And God was not done with his covenant. God would not abandon his covenant. He made a covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, with Jacob, and with the nation of Israel. And God had not forgotten his covenant to his people. God promised them in the book of Jeremiah, he gave Jeremiah a prophecy and he said, I know the plans I have for you, Israelites, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. When Daniel read this, he must have found much comfort as he went back and read over the prophecies of Jeremiah that had been written down on the scroll. This must have been comfort for Daniel. For you see, as the years went by, Daniel grew older. He was an old man now, and yet he still had not returned to the land of his birth. But Daniel held to the promises of God. 
Daniel held fast to the covenant promise that God had made with Abraham so long ago. And Daniel knew that God would not give up on them. Because you see, Daniel studied the prophecies. He studied the words of Jeremiah. And as he studied, he knew, he remembered, he read that God had told Jeremiah that after 70 years went by, they would be able to return to their promised land. Well, those 70 years were coming to an end. I think Daniel must have been excited as he counted up the years. 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, 70 years. Jeremiah had said 70 years we would be in exile. And the 70 years were almost over. A new power was coming to the throne. No longer were the Babylonians in charge. Things were changing and shifting in the land. No longer was King Nebuchadnezzar king, but a new empire had risen. King Nebuchadnezzar's reign had ended, and the Babylonian kings who had come after him were not so great. In fact, there was a new nation, a new group of people, a new king who came to power that was much greater than King Nebuchadnezzar or the Babylonians had ever been. This group of people, this nation, was called Persia. And the Persians began to build their empire under the leadership of Cyrus the Great. Can you say Cyrus the Great? Cyrus was king over the land of Persia, and his empire was bigger, wider, stronger, more powerful, and had conquered more land than the Babylonian kings had ever conquered. The Babylonian kings were no match for Cyrus the Great. He entered the city of Babylon and took it in a second. They practically handed the city of Babylon over to Cyrus the Great. Within a year after gaining control of the Babylonian Empire, King Cyrus established a new policy. He began to rule in a way that was much different than any Babylonian king had ever ruled. It started people talking. It caught their attention. This king was different. This king was doing something different than they had ever known. What was different, you ask? What was this new policy? King Cyrus the Great decided that he would rule through kindness. Kindness? But how? Listen closely. King Cyrus began to allow many of the Israelites who had been taken captive and brought to this foreign land to return home. That's right. The Israelites could not believe it. Was this really happening? Finally, all the time they had been living in the land of Babylon, all this time they'd been living among foreign gods, away from the temple of the Lord, away from their homeland. Now, now they could return. They could return to rebuild their homes and live in their land. The people of Judah realized that God had kept his promise to them. God was faithful. He was still their God and they were still his people. Many of them began to pack their belongings and look forward to the journey that would lead them back to their promised land. Now remember, it had been 70 years since they left. Some of them had settled and had families. They had had children who had been born in Babylon who had never lived in the promised land or seen the temple of the Lord. 
these young Israelites who had grown up in Babylon would be moving to Israel for the first time. It was exciting indeed. The Bible says in the very first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord moved the heart of King Cyrus of Persia to make a proclamation throughout his realm and to put it into writing. This is what King Cyrus of Persia says. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has appointed me to build a temple for him at Jerusalem in Judah. Any of his people among you may go up to Jerusalem in Judah and build the temple of the Lord, the God of Israel, the God who is in Jerusalem, and may their God be with them. And in any locality where survivors may now be living, the people are to provide them with silver and gold, with goods and livestock, and with free will offerings for the temple of God in Jerusalem. This was exciting news. What an exciting proclamation. The heads of the families of Judah and Benjamin and the priests and Levites, everyone whose heart God had moved, prepared to go up, to return to Jerusalem and build the house of the Lord. All their neighbors assisted them with articles of silver and gold, with goods and livestock, and with valuable gifts, in addition to all the free will offerings. Moreover, King Cyrus brought out the articles belonging to the temple of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar had carried away from Jerusalem and had stolen and placed in the temple of his God. King Cyrus of Persia had them brought out by the treasurer who counted them out and gave them to the Israelites to take back with them to Jerusalem. This was the inventory. There were 30 gold dishes, a thousand silver dishes, 29 silver pans, 30 gold bowls, 410 matching silver bowls, and a thousand other articles that had belonged to the temple of the Lord. In all, there were 5,400 articles of gold and of silver. Cyrus appointed a man to be in charge of all of these people as he led them back to Jerusalem. He appointed a man by the name of Zerubbabel. Can you say Zerubbabel? Zerubbabel was appointed as the governor over the Israelites, and he brought along all of these articles with them as they traveled up from Babylon to Jerusalem. Would you like to know how many Israelites made the trip back to Jerusalem on that first journey? Almost 50,000 men and women and children packed up their items to head back to their homeland. They had 736 horses, 245 mules, 435 camels, and 6,720 donkeys. Phew, that's a lot of animals. I'm sure you could feel the excitement in the air. It was time. It was time to return home. Finally, God was bringing them home. When the Israelites finally arrived back in Judah, they first went to the capital city of Jerusalem, and there, just as they had left it, were the ruins of the temple. The temple had been destroyed by the Babylonians when the Israelites had been taken captive. There must have been a mixture of joy and sadness as they returned to their homeland of Israel and were reminded of what took place the last time they were there. 
they saw the beautiful temple of the Lord and the altar where the priest had sacrificed the animals, shattered and destroyed. The Israelites who had returned included priests, Levites, singers, gatekeepers, and temple servants who were ready to rebuild. They were ready to get to work. Upon arriving in Jerusalem, the heads of the families who had returned gave freewill offerings of their own money toward rebuilding the house of God on the same exact site where it had stood before. According to their ability, they gave to the treasury gold, silver, and priestly garments. The priests, the Levites, the singers, the gatekeepers, and the temple servants settled in their own towns, and the rest of the Israelites settled back into their towns, back into their homes, and prepared for the work that was ahead of them. God had fulfilled his promise to them to bring them back, and now there was work to be done. Dear True Seekers, how exciting, how wonderful to know that God keeps his promises. He had his eye on his chosen people the entire time they were in exile. They might have wondered if God had forgotten them. They might have wondered if they were lost forever. But even in the most difficult season, God was right there with them. Many of them would need to be reminded still of God's faithfulness. There were still hard days ahead, but God would be with them in helping them to rebuild. You see, God was in control of it all. How do we know? Because God had told Jeremiah years before it even happened how many years they would be in exile. God had told them that the Jews would remain in captivity in the land of Babylon for 70 years before returning to Jerusalem. And that's exactly what happened. God directed the heart of King Cyrus in order to fulfill his promise. King Cyrus even gave God credit when he said, God of heaven has appointed me to build a temple for him at Jerusalem. By stirring King Cyrus's heart to be kind toward the exiled Israelites, God enabled his word of promise through Jeremiah to be fulfilled at just the right time. Isaiah the prophet had even prophesied long before Cyrus was ever king that a king named Cyrus would allow the return of the Jews to their homeland in order to rebuild Jerusalem and the temple. God had been in control the entire time. Friends, the story of the Israelites is not over. Just when we might have thought it was the absolute end, God stirred the heart of a king to let them return. Never, never, never let the enemy tell you that your story is over. Never let him make you think that it's too late or that it's too far gone for anything good to ever happen. Don't give up hope in God. God always is working, even when we cannot see it. Many of those Israelites might have given up hope because so many years had gone by. But God is always on time. He is never late. We can trust his timeline. We can trust that he is working, even when we can't see him. Don't give up on God, friends. He has not given up on you. If you'd like to read about the return of the exiles in your Bible, you can find it in the book of Ezra, chapter 1. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that you never give up on me. You are always working in my life. 
Please help me to never give up on you. Help me to trust you even when I cannot see you. Help me to believe that you love me and have a plan and purpose for my life even when I walk through hard times. Use the hard times in my life to help me to look more like Jesus. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for always being in control. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, you know what time it is. I am going to share some more reviews before we go. This is actually an email that I received. It says, hi, Sherilyn, thanks so much for your wonderful podcast. We discovered it last year during lockdown and have been listening to it every evening at bedtime since then. We've repeated many of the episodes over and over again. My children love it, and I am often really spoken to and encouraged by what you say. We are listening from Loftus, North Yorkshire on the northeastern coast of England. We appreciate what you do. Love Jessica, Noah, Abigail, and Theodore. Thank you so much, Jessica, Noah, Abigail, and Theodore for listening all the way over there on the northeastern coast of England. I appreciate your email and thank you for your support. All right, this next review says, I have never donated to a podcast before, but I would love to support yours. I listen with my daughters on the way to school and we love the show. My wife and I would like to give you a gift. How can we do that? This is from Will Beardsley. Well, Will, you can go to my Patreon account, patreon.com forward slash Sherilyn R. Grant. There you can um, sign up to be um, either a monthly donor or you could, when you sign up, you can give a one-time, you can designate what you would like to give. And then once you give that one-time offering, then you would just cancel. So it won't continue to charge you monthly. That's the best way I know right now to do a one-time gift. If you want to just do sign up on Patreon, Um, and then designate what you want to give for that first charge. And then once it charges, then you can um, cancel or unsubscribe. Um, I'm sure there's probably a better way for me to accept donations. Um, But if you want to email me and talk to me about that as well, you can email me at SherilynRGrant at gmail.com. But otherwise, Patreon is there for support as well. I do so much appreciate that. I'm so grateful for that. All right, this next review says, we listen to True Seekers every morning over breakfast to start our day off with God. My kids love hearing the Bible stories and I love how gentle and calm she is. We usually listen to at least three episodes at a time. As an adult, I also really enjoy listening to them and have learned right alongside my children. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love hearing that. All right, this next review says, this is a review from my oldest daughters. Hi, my name is Alicia and I am eight years old. My sister Abigail is five. We love listening to the podcast when we are driving to school. We live in Canton, Georgia, USA. I like how you tell the Bible stories and point to the truths of the Bible. We especially like the Praying the Bible series where you teach from Psalm 119 and teach the Hebrew alphabet. We are planning to listen to it more when we go on our beach trip. Please keep on making more episodes. We are almost catching up. Thank you so much for listening, Abigail and Alicia. I do plan to keep making more. Thank you for your patience as I try to keep those coming. So I love hearing that you guys are going back and listening to old episodes and that you're replaying them. So thank you for all of your support. All right, this next review says, this podcast has been such a great companion to our children's Bibles. It goes into much more detail and explains things in a way children can digest. 
I've enjoyed it too, as I haven't really thought about some of these stories since I was a child in Sunday school. The lessons in these stories are great reminders to me when I'm worried and afraid about my adult circumstances. My children enjoy listening while they play. Thank you so much. That was from Coley Mama. And I really love to hear how the podcast is speaking to not only children, but to you as adults as well. All right, this um, review says, I like that they tell about Moses a lot, and that really inspires me because I've liked Moses for a really long time, and I want to mostly be like him. That is from Maverick, who's age eight. And Maverick, I love that you love Moses so much. He is a great example of humility and servant leadership in the Bible. So I love that you love that, Maverick. Thank you so much for listening. This next review says, I'm going through a hard time and your podcast is light in this tunnel of darkness I'm in. And I just want to speak to you and say to you that God is with you, that he is for you, that he sees you. He sees you in that darkness and he is there with you. Be encouraged, friend, whoever you are, I pray in the name of Jesus that the Lord would bring you out of that darkness and that you would see his light in your circumstances and that he would come alongside of you and that you will have a testimony of God's goodness and God's faithfulness in your life. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, this review is from Ocean Ladybug. It says, my name is Henley and I am six years old. My brother Rice and I like this podcast because we learn about God. My mom plays True Seekers when we eat breakfast in the morning. Sometimes we listen to it in the car. Thank you for this podcast. Thank you for that review. All right, finally, here's our last review of the day. My four-year-old daughter says, can we listen to True Seekers as soon as we get in the car every morning? And I heard her saying the tagline of, a true seeker is someone who, the other day, it fills our heart with truth and God's word daily, and I'm so thankful for that. Thank you so much. That was from Emily. Thank you for listening and for writing that review. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for your patience as I have been a little bit slower in getting episodes out lately. Um, I've had some transitions going on in my life. Good things happening. God doing a great thing. Um, And so I'm trying to keep up with that time frame, a weekly time frame as much as possible. So I just appreciate your patience and support in the meantime, as um, I'm working to keep getting those episodes out to you. All right. Well, you have a great week and I look forward to our time together next week.